I'm Max, and you're listening to Zeta Slipitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. What's up, all you middle school dance team members? I'm Alan. I'm Molly. And I'm Max. And this is Zeta Slipitas. It is not a dance team, contrary to what you heard on the intro, but it is a podcast where we watch every Disney Channel original movie or DCOM in chronological order and then spend way too much time analyzing them. This week, folks, we watched Gotta Kick It Up! Enthusiasm because yeah, it has an exclamation point at the end. It does. I appreciate that you that you pronounce the exclamation point. Si uh, well, se listen. puede. Si se puede. That means yes, we can. I forgot how to say yes, we did in Spanish. Listen, so. the inconsistencies with which these children understand their native language is crazy to me <laughs> throughout this film. They, they all speak Spanish regularly. Sometimes. And then Sometimes. other times they're like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, they all speak Spanish all the time. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 80% of the time, it works 80% of the time, every time. That's right. Yeah. yeah. The description of this movie is a school dance team gets a new lease on life thanks to a teacher who lets them in on the secret of Latin rhythms for a big competition. That's I, not what this movie is about. It's, sorry, just, just, it's I, just not. I just want to make sure I understand. Are they suggesting that this team made up of Latina women learn Latina dancing from their very white coach. Once more for she- you. <laughs> Thanks to a teacher who lets them in on the secret of Latin rhythms. That's right. Yep. Okay. That's that's what happened. Also, I I'm really gonna skip ahead because what I'm about to say is revealed in the final the final moment. This is a fucking true story. Yes, like, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I've read. Am so I the only one that was surprised? I read so much about it. And I was like, "What's the story?" So <laughs> it's literally I, from no, the perspective of the school teacher. So like, the well, like, what's the point of this being? I based just on a true story. I, like, I swear to God, they got to the end of the movie and they were like, and the team went on to do this, and I was like. The fuck you mean the team went on to do that? Like, <laughs> did you just did you just give us a write up of a fictional team? Why nope. would you do that? And it's then I looked it up, and they were like, "No, it's true." Yep. What? <laughs> Yikes! We'll get yes, into indeed. it. We'll, we'll get into it. This film was released July twenty sixth of the year two thousand and two, and I gotta know, <laughs> did I think you watched this movie as a kid? No. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's a no for me. I, I remember the ads, though, and I remember the marketing because Si Se Puede was all over the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Oh. Si Se Puede. Yeah. Interesting. <sighs> yeah. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, this one is completely lost on me. I, I remember Si Se Puede, but I have no idea where it came from. Because I knew what Si Se Puede meant, and I hadn't taken Spanish yet. But I remember them using this as a tool to like market Yes We Can, and then there was a whole promotion, I think, with it where it was like motivating people to believe in themselves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think the third or fourth, it might be the third or fourth time in Zeta Sapita's history we have a repeat for the top song, though. Oh. We got Hot in Here Once More by Nelly. It did dominate the airwaves. It did. And it still slaps. It was so good. I am getting so hot. I'm gonna take my clothes off. Checking your reflection and telling your best friend, like, girl, I think my butt getting big. I think I sang that I was really more, too, but. I was really more of a country grammar guy myself. We're going down, down, baby. I love Nelly. Nelly just was a vibe. It was just like, it was always a being good time. I'd go my, see Nelly in yeah. concert now. My intro to Nelly, though, was when I was in sixth grade. 
Mm-hmm. Do tell. I developed a strong crush on an eighth grade cheerleader after they danced to Ride With Me. Ooh. Which is, I don't think, an appropriate song for the uh, listen. eighth graders. Eighth grade girls the number to of any eighth grader. To. Very inappropriate songs that cheerleaders dance if to. If you want to go and take a row with me, be willing to go with a little Hey! Must be the money! If you want to go and get high with me, smoke a L in the back of the Benzie. Yeah, I could see why this is not good for eighth graders. Yeah, it's becoming true. Must be the I don't want to completely derail us to talk about inappropriate music we all listen to in our childhood. Uh-huh. But no, go on. I just wanted to point out that I was in the car recently and uh-huh. the song by City High, What Would You Do, came on. Uh-huh. And I was like, I know every word of the song because it mm-hmm. came out when I was in like sixth or seventh grade. And mm-hmm. I shouldn't know all this. Like, <laughs> I should not yeah. know. And I looking back, yeah. I'm like, I did not understand no of course not Mm-mm. your only option is no to shot. sleep with a man for a little bit of money because his daddy's gone somewhere uh-huh. in and out of lockdown smoking mm-hmm. rock now i was mm-hmm. like well, i know all these words they came screaming back to me sure I, I, I just saw a tiktok about the song butterfly today and well i know every word of that song too and so you're like ooh, wow. Wow. yeah that's it's one of those you're just gonna that song still slaps, but also, what a sad, very subject. sad song. Well, you know what's not sad? The top film this month, or this week even, Austin Powers in Gold Member. Wow. I on love a, gold. On a list of films that couldn't be made today, anything from the Austin Powers franchise is on that list. Be, they'd have to be changed. I think, I think. I think you could remake it, but there would be parts that would have to be changed for sure. This is yeah. the Beyonce one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, Foxy Cleopatra. Fook me and fook you probably wouldn't make the cut in 2023. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not making the, the cutting room floor. Probably, <laughs> probably not, probably not going <laughs> to make the release. Do you know how hard it is for me not to do an impression right now? Oh. Keep it in, Malls. Yep. Yeah, that, I hey, I want this podcast to stay on all available platforms. I forgot about that part. And you're right. That did not happen today. Oh, Could God. we have Fat Bastard now? Probably not. Probably not. Fat Bastard, you're not fat anymore. Maybe. It's pretty fat phobic. Like, it, it is, but it's, it's not. Yeah. It's not, it's racist, not but it's, it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway you could have dr evil though oh for sure one million dollars uh all right some of the top news of the time this week steve fawcett became the first person to fly solo around the world non-stop in a balloon oh whoa nightmare Freaking crazy. I thought you were going to say wild. a plane, and I was going to be like, that doesn't seem that impressive. <laughs> That's not right. 2002? <laughs> 2002? <laughs> we hadn't you, done that before? Then you hit me with the Carl Fredrickson in the balloon part, and I was like, oh, yes. shit. That yes, seems yes. like a nightmare. Uh, and also, uh, on July 28th, this is when, and I don't know if you all remember this, but I read this news headline, and like the the sort of news media at the time came flooding back to me. Nine coal miners were rescued from a flooded mine in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. Oh, I do remember this. After remember being this. trapped underground for 77 hours. I remember that. Yeah. Well, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And those are some of the news headlines of the day. With that, are you ready to dive into Gotta Kick It Up? 
Yes. Si se puede. Si se puede. We have, I detected the enthusiasm immediately. Let's get into it. We start off and you immediately see that this is going to be a multicultural film. You've got English and Spanish right off the rip. Mm -hmm. The music bumping. I got to say this right off the rip too, because I agree. I took the same note. We have Latin music playing. You meet two of our main characters, Daisy and Yolanda, and they Mm. refer to each other as Chica, and they say Mm -hmm. nada, and they're speaking Spanglish. And I thought, they are really punching me in the face with the fact that their Latina heritage is going to be important in this movie. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't really. (laughs) Well, (laughs) very sporadic. It comes back around for like 15 seconds later, but it's like, Mm. and this is the thing I'm going to say a lot about this movie, it's almost good (laughs) like 20 times like it's like it's almost a good movie about these girls embracing their heritage and it becomes the key to their success but it's not quite Mm -hmm. it's like watered down yeah it's and i think we you mentioned this when we were watching like i don't i don't know what this movie is supposed to be like is it staunchly yard well you feels like that was a a little bit i'm gonna say the same thing that i said about double teamed yeah. Which is that even if it's a fucking true story, take some creative liberties to <laughs> yes. make this thing a movie. Like, <laughs> you do not have to stick to the facts. Make it a movie. Like, it's, it, they didn't need to be volleyball players and double teamed. And there are things about this movie that don't need to be true either. Like, but you know what? We're going to learn it anyway. So we get our two, two of our main characters. They have a, an interaction you're introduced to the school, the sort of setting and the vibe. I I thought this, and then I had to research it to confirm. And upon researching, we're supposed to feel like the school is, I, I don't want to say struggling, but the best way I can put it is like, it's an underfunded, underinvested sure. in school. And you get that right off the bat as well. But it's never actually over. It's it's never stated until later in the movie. Like you don't, I, you just have this vibe sort of underneath the entire time. I think that it just felt like, school and and maybe that's because i went to a school that didn't have a lot of money but like it it just felt like a school that like Mm. can't afford to do a bunch of extracurricular stuff but that's just like public schools you know what i mean like it didn't feel like even when later the budget becomes an issue is like yeah that was just like a thing like nobody had money you know who had money for the football team that's the only people that had money yeah. in the school and nobody else had money what's, and everybody else had shitty uniforms yeah, what's so know? crazy to me is like i as i'm sure both of you know but listener if you don't know i attended a lot of schools growing up and so what was crazy to me is i saw very well funded public schools and i mean like huge stadiums thousands mm-hmm. of kids in every graduating class like massive massive like you have to redistrict to open the new mega school because there's so many kids here and they you they get so much money that is pumped and you can do whatever you want yeah and then i've been to schools that were not that well funded to where like if i want to compete in my event i have to leave my school property to go train on another property because we right. don't have the thing so like right. it for me it was like a, it was a kind of a throwback of like oh okay This is another point where I think it is a watered down version because whether or not the school's actually well-funded, to Max's point, make it underfunded. It's a better story. It's a better movie if these kids have to prove that they're worth something because they're at the underfunded school than what it is. Like, it's just like every point is half made in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
it like in, and again to just sort of piggyback on that molly it it endears you to these characters more if you overstate the struggle like it in, mm. i would i would identify more with daisy who i did not like for half of this movie all of it more than that three quarters of this movie for me. <laughs> like did not enjoy daisy but if you had made me like understand why she's the way she is then at least i'm a little bit more accepting of it i literally wrote the note daisy kind of sucks but i bet she's got a dark past or sad home life she doesn't you we don't know. know we don't you're know. not gonna find out we don't she know just sucks, no, apparently. no backstory ever for her to explain why she is she just sucks <laughs> I I I did have a wave of nostalgia hit me at the very beginning, and then we can move on from this opening moment. But at the very beginning, they introduce America Ferrera, who is definitely going to be a main character that's going to get like a lot of screen time in this film. <laughs> and at the very beginning of the film, she goes to a school store and she buys uh, like a pencil and then a peanut butter cup. And I was like, holy shit, I used to go to the school store every day of my freaking life. And I yes. used to buy candy yes. every day. Like uh, that was, I had a high school job and therefore I had sour punch straws and a mellow yellow every day of my high school life. It was so good. Riding high there, Maximilian. Oh, Riding hell, high. I, I was just like, you know, you get to the afternoon after lunch, you go to the school store and then you're just fucking shaking from the sugar for the next three <laughs> hours. Also, ah, history. You know? I remember if you had a dollar to spare, you were a king. Like you oh, yeah. for sure. had like, I remember they only opened our snack bar certain times of the day. And there was like a time in the morning where it was open and people would be like, I swear to God, just give me 50 cents, please. Can I have 50 cents? Like yeah. you were like begging your friends for quarters to buy your snacks and your treats. Yeah. Just nostalgia came back flooding of like, mm -hmm. oh, the school store. Also, I'm going to linger on this for just one more second because I have a third point that wasn't made that was kind of made she gets her fake reese's cups because they're off brand i don't know if anyone else noticed yeah the royces and she drops them or somebody bumps into her oh, knocks them out i remember this yeah bully steps on them mm -hmm. and then daisy comes up and she's like yo what the heck like she daisy's like the protector right so i thought oh these girls are going to be bullied in school and they're the underdogs they're not. Nope. They're never bullied again. Never bullied. It's just that well, one time. I'll add to that. Bully doesn't just step on him. Bully says, is this part of your diet? Ooh. Making a jab at America Ferreira's body type, right? And her weight. And you might think, oh, this is going to be something about body positivity and whether or not she's accepted in the dance team. Because in the first two minutes of this film, we've had somebody take a shot at her weight. No. We're no, not going to do that either. Nope. <laughs> it's just so many like, here's this random shit that we're never going to talk about ever again. What's the phrase? Throw shit at the wall and hope some of it sticks. Yeah. yeah. That is this movie. Yeah. 100%. Let's talk about the next character that get introduced. We have Meg from Hercules, who <sighs> is here. Uh, how you doing, bud? You good? Yeah. She's not Meg. I just want to be really clear. I, yeah. I Susan <laughs> Egan's wonderful and Agreed. she's done amazing work. But I don't have a thing for Susan Egan. I have a thing for Meg, just to be really clear. Yeah. Uh, she shows up as Susan Egan as Miss Bartlett, who appears in her convertible 
And I thought in this moment, oh, we're going to have like a class dynamic that we established because it's a convertible mm. versus all the broken down cars. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> Not established at all. So she walks into the school and she is now teaching biology. What are her credentials, you ask? She doesn't fucking have any. We Dude, find her that story out. is wild. Like, wild. I have so wild. many questions. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Susan Egan, as Miss Bartlett, goes and meets the one-tone principal. That tone is military. And the, princ- the principal's like, they say he's in the military, and then only military speak I, the entire time. I'm actually going to give that character credit. I actually think more characters should have been one-dimensional like Agreed. him. Agreed. A big problem with this movie is there's too many characters. Like, they tried to establish too many characters when i i say like oh we were introduced to america Ferrera, who will definitely be a lead no she like they try to establish like every member of the dance team everybody they should have taken the phantom of the megaplex approach i was just gonna say where this. where somebody should have just had one fucking personality trait because there's too many characters in this movie and the fact that the principal is one note makes him easy to understand yes and to take that a step further this movie in my head i compared it to a lot of movies and one of those movies is bring it on and in bring Mm. it on similar to phantom of the megaplex they established that all the cheerleaders except for like the three that matter have one personality trait they sing Mm -hmm. a fucking song about it to open the movie and they say like this one's the slutty one this one is the mean one this one is the clumsy one whatever in the song i could do the whole number but i will save you you know what i appreciate that yeah Molly might be kind enough to spare you, but I am not. No shot we are talking about bringing it on and not playing this clip. Um, and that's perfect for bring it on because you only yep. actually need to care about Eliza Dushku and Kirsten Dunst and the Clovers. You don't actually have to care about anybody else. And mm-hmm. they needed to do that. We needed to care about Daisy, the coach, and that's probably it. That's yeah, it. That's the list. That's the list. Yeah. I, I, by the way, this principle, I, you talk about nostalgia vibes. This principle was my principal in one of the high schools I attended. Oh like yeah. Two AT would come on board. Literally was, was also a Colonel would literally pop in for that morning announcements. And it was like, all right, school, we are going to get into our formations today. Make sure we are on time, on schedule. There will be no insubordination. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? So I heard that. I was like, ah, yes, you're that guy. He's real. And then we have a dance break. I don't, oh, yeah. And I just, I'm, I don't know how to say this nicely. So I'm just going to be direct with you, listener. They're not good at dancing, which That's is true. the centerpiece That's of true. this film. That's true. That is. It's. It is flailing at its, it, they, somebody had a bee fly into their trousers and that is the movements that they're making as they are attempting to dance. It's actually so sad because I, I feel like I'm just tempted to continue to jump ahead and maybe that's just because this movie is all over the place, but it's so sad because they actually establish one of the characters as like loving, da- not Daisy, they establish a character <laughs> as like, loving dance and she has like a ballerina painted on her wall and she has like a music box a ballerina that she in it. carries around and it, it it has a ballerina in it and she like has been working and and so passionate and she's the one that cares so deeply about dancing being there and she's so bad and like 
I just don't understand what I'm supposed to feel because why does the kid that love it so much suck so bad? Like why, <laughs> why can she all horrible? Why can't she be Daisy? I just don't understand. You like make her Daisy. Like, why, why can't she be the one that is good? I, I, I just, I'm just so miss Bartlett. Let's talk about the profile of this teacher really quickly. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. She it, is. Is it true? Is this real? Because it's based on a true story. Did she actually get this job with zero experience? I want to know. <laughs> uh, you know what? Great question. Uh, God, I'm not going to look it up right now. I will uh, I'll check back in later and we'll see. So Miss Bartlett has joined as the biology teacher for this school. Marshall, does she have qualifications? Absolutely fucking not. We find out later that she has not taught a day in her life. She just picked up this job because there was an advert. We got to save some mystery because this character Max just talked about, I forget her name. She. Mirabelle. Mirabelle. It, she, she wants the dance team to be. Super successful. Founded so bad because the other well, coach. Left. left. So there's about to be disbanded. So they need a coach. So she goes up to Coach Bartlett or Mrs. Bartlett and is like, I know you used to dance. And she's like, I, ca I can't do it anymore. And you're immediately like, tragic dance backstory. Can't wait. And God, I, I, wrote I can't down, wait for that to pay off. I wrote later. down tragic dance backstory. And then I drew two eyes, but they look like boobies. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. Can you see them? I can't see them, but I trust you that you know what boobies look like. God, where are we? I didn't mean to get him to look like boobies, but um, her name is Esmeralda, by the way, not Esmeralda. not Mirabelle. Like, that didn't Esmeralda. sound right. There's um, there's another character named Marisol. I understand it was Correct. a Disney heroine, and then Esmeralda. Yeah, you understand. It's another one from a, a Disney animated film. Yeah, mm -hmm. so she has a dramatic past, is what you're saying. Meg is in this movie. And Esmeralda. <laughs> it's just a mashup from a bunch of animated features. Oh, I see them. Yeah, I see them. Yeah, I see we, your movies. I just, eyes. to be clear, okay. we spent the last three minutes trying to get those eyes to show up clearly on I'll camera. I'll put them in Discord if anyone wants to see them. Anyway, so you immediately are seated with the fact that she has a tragic backstory. And I don't know about you two, but I started guessing in my brain. Her dance sure. partner was hit by a truck. Great uh, damn. Her Great mom idea. was terminally ill and they couldn't spent attend all the recital and couldn't attend her recital um yeah her, her dad spent his whole life paying for her dance school and then he tragically passed away to cancer y yes so i'm like i'm like what's the sh her best friend and her were headed to the dance recital and her best friend she pirouetted uh, out the window <laughs> gets I, murdered on the I, way there wow. I, I was just gonna say got injured yeah, I think mine couldn't dance anymore. The more specific we get, the better. Or I'm being clear. <laughs> she's tragically injured. That's she what I'm saying. That's yes. what I'm saying. Oh, is that she, yes, she, yes, yes. That Miss Bartlett uh, had a dance career and was injured and therefore lost her career. She, That's what I'm like. Right. She has her, you know, she makes it to the finals and her coach uh, turns out was drugging her like the Russian gymnast. I don't know. Jesus. Oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care, but I, I, the wheels, these are just the turning. thoughts these, that the, maybe we go into your head. The wheels were turning. And so yeah. I just want us all to know that we've been seated yeah. and we are going to be seated multiple yeah, times and the yeah. payoff. Yeah, we will be. 
Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna pay off. It's gonna. It uh, that's true. And <laughs> but oh before it can off pay in off, the way that you think you're gonna get a million dollars, and then you get a Happy Meal toy. Like that's yeah. that's the payoff. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, I we also see her acting as a biology teacher, which once again she has absolutely no reason to be doing. But. Um, <laughs> But I just had to take note. Is this what school is like? Because she comes into the room and she's like, hello, my name is Miss Bartlett. I'm going to teach you biology. And the students go, boo! <laughs> <laughs> I just, the way that they try to set up that this is a rough and tumble and rowdy I, school. I thought, are kids just booing teachers? <laughs> teachers, te- any teacher listeners, you gotta let is, us know. Is, is the booing in the curve? happens? <laughs> Hello, my name is Mrs. Barlett. I'll be your biology teacher. Boo! Just <laughs> how? Did, how about? How did you like the? It's just the, so fucking crazy. Also, we don't like biology. We like sick beats. And then the kid just. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even that sick of a beat. And then they have the audacity to dance, and I use dance loosely, and to oh gyrate to God, it. It's so good. And once again, it'd be really cool if the person dancing was good at dancing. <laughs> no, but Daisy just goes up there and, like, dirty dances some shit up on the desk. Daisy grinds her ass on a desk yeah. is what she does. You're and in then, middle school. And, and then the principal comes in and is like a good leader takes commands of his troops and she's like all right i gotta be a hard ass now yeah she's like they booed me (laughs) (laughs) i've never booed you principal (laughs) i just was like is this relatable is this is this what school is like because it wasn't what my school was like you you would have not gotten very far if you were booing the teachers oh man I i don't your alma mater yeah, but Esmeralda does ask her to be the dance teacher, and the principal also asks her to be the dance teacher because mm-hmm. apparently the dance teacher retired. Um, and you know when you're trying to convince somebody to do something they don't want to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in, my, in my experience, the best way to do that is to say to them, it's a perennial disaster. Correct. Which is how he describes the dance team sure. to her yeah, sure. when he's like, hey, you should you should be the dance teacher. You see, the dance team is um, an on-fire garbage can. But then he's like, she's like, no, I don't want to do it. And he's like, but the children will get in gangs if you don't. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. he lays it on thick. Not a bad argument. However, no. the argument that actually wins, and once again, will not pay off, <laughs> is when Esmeralda was like, listen, you teach dance, we'll teach you to be a cool teacher. And... You're having a hard time fitting in. We need a dance teacher. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And she's like, deal. And then they never teach her to be a cool teacher. That doesn't happen. She <laughs> becomes a cool teacher, but I don't she think she does. But we don't get any like, we don't get any like, again, why, why do we not have a moment of like, the kids being like, you got to try this thing. Like showing the like back and forth of like her teaching dance, them teaching her, her teaching. Like it's set up for those beats, right? Like that story is set up in that moment and they never do it. What would have been great is if I'm a yes and you, let's make the Latina heritage actually part of this. What if they taught her some words in Spanish? Oh, 
strong. Well, they do, Molly. It's their si se puede, and they have yeah, they down do the teach road. her that. Sure, okay, you're right. But what if they teach her their favorite musicians? What if they teach like what if they bring her Spanish food, like or you know their favorite cuisine? Like I don't know. You could have actually made this cultural thing better. No, 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 no. Remember, the IMDb description is that really Mrs. Bartlett is going to teach them about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we get to the the audition for the dance team. Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Bartlett is kind of a stickler. And we have this incredibly unnecessary bit of the basketball team using the same space as the dance auditions. Why? Why? I'm sorry, can I, I know where you're crawling, but I have to call out this moment in the audition scene where she's like reading out the rules and then people just like get Kids up because they, they don't meet the rules. And one of the well, rules is like, you can't have a D in anything. And these two girls basically go, we're stupid, we're leaving. Because they, they leave bail. and I'm like, is it not the first week of school? Like, yeah. how? How, how do, you, do you already have a D? How, do you have, how are you failing already? But like, they might as well have been like, hi, we're dumb. We're leaving. Yeah, also, she's what? like, you must not have a D in any class. And they're like, well, that knocks us out. And just like, get up and bail. <laughs> or like the one who's like, the, she says, you need to have white. She's like, I'm not cleaning my shoes. And just leaves. <laughs> and then she says, you can't wear dark lipstick or have long painted nails. And I'm like, and that's when I would exit stage right. Mm, yeah. And Avita saying, you all know that I have a very low cringe meter tolerance. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When I tell you. I had a visceral reaction to these auditions. <laughs> I, they were so good. Though. I, you shut up. They were not good. <laughs> we saw the talent on display. It was. I, I had a moment where I set my laptop down upon which I was taking notes. Uh-huh. My hands were shaking, and uh-huh. I looked at him. I was like, "Do you want to eat something? I will go <laughs> make you food so that I do not have to watch." this like i they all went about 30 seconds too long yes (laughs) like she said you get one minute of choreo and then they played the entire minute of choreo for each person when like what we needed was a montage (laughs) yes there's so much of this film that could be a montage and this is one of those moments and i'm so mad but it did raise a question Uh uh-huh if you were to do a dance team audition, uh-huh. what song would you pick uh-huh. to dance to? In sync, it's gonna be me. Mm. I already know the choreo. Oh well, that feels like a. I mean, all right. All right. Or Michael Jackson's Thriller, because I know that too. Hmm. I would just go with Tried and True. Yeah, I'm gonna go High School Musical. Bet on it, sung by Troy mm. Bolton. What a bop that is. Honestly, though, the audition needs to take place on a golf course. If it's not on a golf course, then I don't feel like it would be appropriate for for bet on it. I'm going to go with Tom Jones's It's Not Unusual. Oh, hell yeah. Are you going to do the Carlton? It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to with anyone. Yeah, so good. I thought you were going to say, What's New Pussycat? Which was only if I can do it 21 times. You got to throw in one, it's not unusual. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's so good. One of the auditions we get, though, is we haven't, we haven't. Mentioned, we've mentioned this character, but we've not mentioned her motivation. Mm. Is we get the bad kid, Daisy oh. Salinas. 
who that girl. got detention for grinding her ass on Miss Bartwitt's desk mm-hmm. and made a trade because apparently this principal is quite a barterer. We see him do this many times. He's yeah. very on brand with his strict military That's right. personality. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he made a, a trade, which her dropout boyfriend, Chewy, uh, told her he might do. That if she did an extracurricular activity, he would take away her detention. And so she is only on the dance team to not go to detention. Which, you know... Definitely doesn't fly in the face of the fact that she has already said she's a good dancer and enjoys dancing. Not to mention the fact that she got detention for dancing. What the fuck? <laughs> and Miss Bartwood's like, you don't need to audition. I know you can dance. Like, just doesn't make her audition at all. Which, what? But then at one point, next scene is they've got the team all established mm-hmm. and Coach Bartlett has to dance in front of them. And I thought to myself, I can't think of many things scarier than having to dance in front of 14-year-old girls. Mm, 14-year-old girls are ruthless. Middle school kids in general are savage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. There's not a lot that frightened me, but the savage honesty of a preteen is high on the list. And and she comes up there and hits him with some like jazz hands. They would rip her apart. But we have our audition, right? Everybody gets to go and get ready and truly show their incredible skills and talents. And Mrs. Bartlett, or I'm sorry, Miss Bartlett, Meg from Hercules, replies, we got to get to training. Let's get to the track and start the training routine. There's conflict as they train. They do a couple of laps. Daisy kind of pipes up and says, when are we going to do the dancing thing? And uh, uh, all this is trying to do is establish the headbutt that will happen between what we find out are our actual two main characters, Daisy and Miss Bartlett, as they are debating over what their routine is going to be. Are we going to be dancing at all? What sort of moves can you do? The awkward dance interludes, and I hesitate to say interludes, but that's really what they are. Like, when Miss Bart's like, maybe we try this move, proceeds to shuffle on a bleacher. Maybe you do this, weirdly pirouetting in a very small tight space. They're trying to establish Daisy as the bad girl, and it's only half working. They need to make her a villain or not. Pick a lane and don't do this sort of like, see, you know, half-assed attempt. Yeah, because they what they say to her, you know, the message uh, that Miss Bartlett gives to Daisy from the beginning is like, I know you can dance. What I'm not sure of is if you can be a team player, if you can, like, support the other girls, if you can be a member of this squad. Right. Mm-hmm. But from the very beginning, Daisy feels like I guess the exception to this is maybe Esmeralda. Esmeralda gets picked on by Daisy a little bit. But with with that exception, Daisy feels like she's one of the crew. It's not like she like puts them down she's standing up for them she's sort of voicing how they feel she is one of them and the conflict is never daisy with her team it's daisy with miss bartlett and Mm -hmm. so the idea of like i don't know if you can be on a team doesn't really work do you have an issue with authority a hundred percent but are you a team player i don't really it doesn't really sell that to me and just to plus one what you're saying alan is that like a lot of the decisions that are quote unquote bad, which we're about to get to a big one are reinforced with positive outcomes. Like they're never punished. They, there's no downside 
uh, to a lot of the bad decisions that are made that make you go, oh, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. No, I got the desired outcome. And in fact, I got opportunity I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately the, the payoff of this is they go to their first competition. Like two days later, though, what is the pacing of this movie? I don't understand it at all. Uh, excellent question, Molly. I have no idea. We know two things. One, we are going to a competition and we are doing a safe routine. Two, yep. Miss Bartlett doesn't want to go to a competition unless she thinks she can win. And which, three, they have to wear their PE uniforms because they don't. They can't find the old costumes and they cannot afford new ones. So they show up and they fucking bomb. Oh, they're so bad. When I say it's bad, listener, I tell you that I was wearing a track into my kitchen floor from the oh, sheer man. number of laps I had to walk around as I watched this flailing, like drunken rendition of Alan, it was bad. It was absolutely cringe. I, when I watched them, I, it was the moment I realized like, oh, it what, it is a perennial disaster. <laughs> and <laughs> the principal's right. Uh, yeah, he was correct. And, and it was the moment where I got sad. Because I was like, even in the audition, it wasn't clear just how bad they are. Mm. And now to watch this girl, specifically Esmeralda, who loves dance and all she has wanted is for there to be a dance team. So much so that she was convincing a teacher to coach them. Mm -hmm. And then to watch her be so poor at dancing. Well, nearly not do it. She she nearly couldn't make it on stage. I, yeah, the nerves were fine. It was just the performance of the whole thing that made me be like, oh, God, it's so bad. It, it certainly set the bar for, for where we needed to go, right? Our starting place. We needed a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> also, it undercuts the whole plot again. Like, shouldn't they be good from the beginning but not taken seriously well not when you're described as a perennial disaster i think you're like how bad could it be as a viewer and then you see it and you're like nope that's accurate like ugh. but isn't it a better story if they're just not taken seriously because they're the underfunded school and because people are racist and then it turns it's it's it can be bring it on if you do it correctly where the it, it would be better it would be a better seriously. story. And I just have to be honest. I have to just, I, I have to just like suspend all disbelief to, to go on believing that this group of girls won a regional competition <laughs> <laughs> in the same time period in which they did that. Like I, <laughs> can dance better it's, than what I saw in that first competition and I can't dance and I refuse to believe that any human up to and including Susan Egan is a miracle worker in the way that she can miraculously produce regional level talent what it really does is it it really it really just cuts down all of the other teenage girls that have worked for a very long time and who are talented, and it says, well, they're not that talented because this train wreck can beat them. And it's just sad. At, at a minimum, this needs to be pitch perfect where they at least have raw talent. They just are bad at choreography and working sure. together. 
and being unique and much like pitch perfect it's what makes them unique it is this key to success like they needed to at least be good dancers in the audition Mm -hmm. but then when you put them together they're a train wreck sure yeah what we get instead is the train wreck followed by esmeralda going to talk to and confront miss bartlett when she says the brilliant line of we all know you're holding back from teaching us everything you know and that's why we failed and i was like what bold what i'm sorry you <laughs> she's just, known you three days yeah what you, also just bold to put the blame yeah and like from what i've seen you don't know how to make your body function in space at all so this is feels like we're projecting here a little bit right now but miss bartlett takes it seriously and is caught having a dancing solo session moment in the yeah. gym yeah. by Daisy and Chewy after yeah, Daisy, Daisy has quit the her. team. Yeah. She's embarrassed. Daisy quit. She was embarrassed. She bailed. And, and then, yeah. And then finds Miss Bartlett dancing. Yeah. And it, it's spectacular. I specifically think she's doing choreography from center stage the ballet movie that came out two years earlier. Cause it is mm. recognizable to me. Oh, hey, <laughs> parts maybe. of it. At least I was like, huh. Uh, when, while Daisy sees the dancing and gets pissed and you know, she's going to go inform the team about it. What Daisy doesn't see is miss Bartlett dramatically swing her body and collapse onto the ground. Weeping once more seeding to us, the audience that miss Bartlett has a, torrid history with the dance why is she crying who died why is she crying who died who, i agree who died somebody had to right with for that amount of that that response the sheer act of dancing <laughs> caused her to cry there must be deep rooted trauma <laughs> who is she remembering in this dance moment we'll never know per, yeah perhaps it was a a, a, a tragedy of multiple lives lost. right maybe it, it, it would have to be maybe she was supposed to go to an audition and uh -huh. everyone she ever loved was at that audition jesus uh-huh no oh, performance God. recital yeah okay. everyone she's ever loved her yeah, dance right? team her coach her uh -huh. family her friends are mm -hmm. all at this mm -hmm. recital to watch her mm -hmm. perform mm -hmm. her subway's late so she doesn't make it uh. but an asteroid hits the the, the theater and uh -huh. everyone she knows dies uh -huh. tragically uh -huh. and she thinks it's her fault because an they were asteroid. all there to see her an asteroid hit the theater uh-huh of all the things that could have happened you chose an asteroid you've been armageddoned uh-huh it, <laughs> if only there was someone who looked a lot like bruce willis to go <laughs> to that asteroid and drill it with oil drilling yeah. equipment and then drop a nuclear bomb in exactly. it but then suddenly have to remain on the asteroid sacrificing himself for the sake Don't of humanity spoil the movie alan i'm sorry that is not the plot of gotta kick it up i'm gonna need you to <laughs> calm down yeah exactly <laughs> bruce willis did not get the job done and everyone dies and that's this is why the alternate ending of Armageddon. <laughs> this is this the is the, D, the DCOM cinematic universe is coming together with Armageddon, uh -huh, uh -huh. and um, I don't know. I need a level. I need that level of drama yeah. though, because yeah, of like, the reactions like, we're getting. Yeah, plane crash. Her whole mm. team is on it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that. I agree. It's so over the top. It's wild. that truly something traumatic must have happened in her life, having to do a dance. 
Hey, but you know what? We're not there yet. Where we are is the team has figured out that Miss Bartlett has been holding back, and therefore they must get the secret to dance from her. And she relents. What if she was like, the secret is to have talent? <laughs> Yo. She's like, you see, the problem is, girls. <laughs> That you suck. And <laughs> I wasn't showing you how talented I am to rub it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for yeah, your I, benefit. Yeah. I don't want you to know how bad you are. And so I wasn't going to show you a good dancer. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she doesn't say that. No, she instead puts this team of girls through a series of new workouts. And mm-hmm. suddenly they've become better at dancing. And they are so good at dancing that they want to compete in the next sort of dance meet situation. And Miss Bartlett says, nay, we shall not be competing. You are not ready. We're not going to do it uh, because you're terrible. And they're like, I don't believe you. Guess what? We're going to prove, we're going to hatch a scheme to be able to go to this recite, to, to this meet. Now, I'm going to pause here because when they hatched this scheme, I thought to myself, Okay, cool. They're just going to try to figure out how to go get to the meat, cut out the middleman, Miss Bartlett, all that, the way. That's where they started, right? For the record, right. they start with we're just going to go to the meat. Mm-hmm. We're going to get ourselves registered. Esmeralda works in the office. We've already seen she has access to the registration form. She can fax it over for us. We then Chewie and his boys are going to drive us. That's the first plan. And then they're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I've got a better idea. Let's How about some backstage her. passes? <laughs> and they hatch a scheme that makes a ton of sense. So the scheme in question, if I, if I may lay it out for you, is as follows. One of the number, I forget her name, goes inside to distract Mrs. Kim, the administrator. And while they go in to distract Miss Kim, Esmeralda goes into the PA room. You know the room where the administrator announces announcements over a PA for the school? You don't? We didn't have that, but go uh, on. Oh, okay. Well, I've seen it. I've seen Greece. I mean, your school is I in a castle, it. so that makes sense. So they go into the room. They set a tape player. Direct the mic at the tape player. Set it to play? <laughs> I don't see her hit the button. But it's playing music anyway. They Doesn't close. play it immediately. <laughs> nope, it's on a delay, I guess. She's got to get to where they are. So. Yep. Yeah, so she actually, fun fact, doesn't hit play. She just sets it down. She then closes and locks the door to the PA room and then puts the key in the trash can. Sprints out with her teammate to the schoolyard area, courtyard perhaps, and the music begins playing as if from nowhere. It is from the PA system, listener. And the, the dance team dances for the school. Now, apparently their intent is to show Miss Bartlett that they are ready to compete. That is unclear. Mm. Also, Mrs. Don't Give a Fuck Where the Key Is Kim does not care about anything. She, she happens upon this closed and locked PA system door. And I, the look that she gave the principal when she turns around recognizing the key was gone was one of somebody who is ready to quit. She just doesn't have it in her anymore. She was like, I fuck it. Like, this is this is my job. Who's playing the music? And she's like, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know, man. I don't care. I'm you're lucky I'm here today. Like I'm getting paid five dollars. Like I It's like, come on now. And uh Coach Bartlett wasn't impressed. In fact, 
she reacts incredibly strongly to this in a way that once again speaks to some deep-rooted trauma that is associated with public displays of dance. I just don't understand how she's getting away with this from the principal either of like, I am the coach, but I'm not going to let these students try and excel at all. Like they don't get to go to the competition because they're terrible, but they're not that bad anymore. They, they want to go to Hamilton Middle School and kick it up. You know, like the title of the movie. They want well, to go kick it up. Well, they got to <laughs> kick it up. This is another one of those situations where si se puede happens, right? And they're like, my grandmom taught me si se puede. And it means, yes, we can. Everybody's like, oh, we didn't know that. As if they like, don't all speak Spanish. <laughs> you all speak Spanish throughout the movie. <laughs> To each other. It the killed. scene before. Yeah. Later, <laughs> later, later, Daisy teaches it to Miss Barrow, and she's like, she says like, si se puede. And Miss Barrow's like, what do you, and she goes, yeah, Marisol taught us this phrase. From her grandma. <laughs> they all speak Spanish. They all speak Spanish throughout this film. Oh, uh. man, it's so good. Yeah. I also like when the one girl that struggles the most with English, whenever she tries to talk to them and they just look at her like she's stupid, I'm like, just talk to each other in Spanish. Like, like that's, that is another one of those half-assed things. Like, they should be able to speak the language. Like, you should show that it is a dual language school. Like, yeah, that is so integral. I don't understand that beat at all. It would have like, been Like, it cool. doesn't make any sense. It would have been cool if they spoke Spanish to each other and they made fun of other people. Okay. So you Why is that cool, Molly? Tell me more about they were bullying? That. You think bullying no, is cool okay. is what I'm Sp- hearing from you. Speak to that. <laughs> yeah. Speak to that, Molly. Talk to me more about your stance on bullying. Okay. I really Speak to w- that. I really wish that this movie... Uh-huh. Go on. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm was more racist because... Whoa! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, oh, wait a minute here. Uh, let's, can you just run that back? Just run that by me one more I time. I think this is a much stronger movie if <laughs> oh, God. they are outcasts, not only within their own school, but within the school system because they are Latina. They speak uh-huh. Spanish to each other. They can't uh-huh. afford new uniforms. Uh-huh. They're not as good at dancing because not because they don't have natural talent, but because they cannot work cohesively as a team because they've never had a reliable coach. Uh-huh. I wish that when they went to the meets, all the blonde cheerleader girls were like mean to them. And then they spoke in Spanish to each other and made fun of the blonde cheerleader girls back because it's cool that they can all talk to each other and the mean mm. girls won't hear them. Mm. And then I wish that they proved everybody wrong because as I've said, the story should be that them trying to dance like the other teams doesn't work for them. But when they mm-hmm. get to put in their own style of dancing, their own heritage and Latina style of dancing, that's what works for them. And that's what makes them succeed. And uh-huh. it should have been this underdog story of people not believing in them because they are from an underfunded school or because they're different and the difference is their heritage. And then at the end, that's actually their superpower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when you say it like that, 
I agree. Yeah. But that's when you tell different me, than saying this movie needs more racism. Yeah. It does. And like, and like it bullying needs, is cool. Not, like not, those, not from me, from the Mean Girls to them. And then you <laughs> learn racism uh, bad. Uh, uh-huh. Well, I'm very happy that we have had the space for that longer explanation. <laughs> that has been helpful. <laughs> I, uh, I'm very glad that we gave you uh, that you had the space for that. That is a uh, that's very important. That's a more powerful movie. Uh, yeah. I listen. I agree with you. Um, I, I would change it where my only tweak to your, uh, statement is I would actually change it to where they are not talking shit in Spanish because then I think it's just proving some stereotypes. I would just have them be able to communicate in Spanish and be made fun of for using their native tongue, but then not use that native tongue negatively because that's reinforcing negative stereotypes. Okay. That maybe other people see them, maybe but I agree with your per se. Maybe they say like, she's just jealous because you can do this better. Like, maybe, sure. I, I want them to yeah. be able to say stuff to each other that the other people can't. 100%. It's a, 100%, 100%. it's a safe space, yes. Yeah. But I agree with your your story beats. I think they are better. And I think most importantly, they're just focused. This movie is not focused. Correct. At all. Nope. So anyway, the girls take Chewie uh, and the boys, quote unquote. Uh, don't Plan A, by the way. Yeah. The one Plan that a. they had... And then they decided to do a different thing. They're just mm-hmm. back to this one yeah, again. Revert back to Almost like we didn't need to do the different thing. Yeah, almost. At all. Yeah. Didn't need to be in the movie because mm-hmm. we just did the first thing. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but we did do the, But you know what, Max? We're back to the first thing, though. Yeah. And good. Chewie and the boys, which is a knockoff of Hootie and the Blowfish, get together <laughs> and they take the girls to the dance meet. And Daisy delivers this brilliant bit of deception mm-hmm. to the administrator who is sort of checking people in. Mm-hmm. She's like, we need to have your coach sign you in. And Daisy thinks on it for a moment and says, she went to the little girl's room she's and said, pooping. I could sign in for us. She's peeing. <laughs> it might be a poop. She's pooping. <laughs> Yeah, we don't know. We just know she's not here, but she has in in this in her current state given me limited authority for this period of time while she is erstwhile engaged to sign us in. And that administrator's like, yeah, fuck it. And she lies as well as she can dance <laughs> mm-hmm. so brilliantly by the standards of what we've seen. And so the far. fact that this woman's like, I'm buying that. Yeah, good enough for me. Si se puede. And they head inside and compete. Can I just say, it was really convenient that they found that old box of uniforms and they had the exact right amount in the exact right sizes. It, that was convenient. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they found that. You know, it's, it's just proof positive that good things come to those who dance. Because and- you, know, you know what was necessary was that they would have three different uniforms for the three different competitions that they did and not that maybe in this competition they still have to wear their gym clothes um, but they perform better and that in the final competition they get nice uniforms Mm. no they needed uniforms in this competition too it doesn't make any sense like they should have gotten the glow up before the final freaking competition and, and and they already glowed up like 
here's my next plot beat I'd like to enter into our version of the script. Uh-huh. America Ferreira can't fit into her uniform. Let's pay it off. Pay it off. And so the team decides we're going to wear the gym uniforms anyway. Sure. Because we are a team. We accept. And we support our friend. And then at the end, they get fancy new uniforms and they fit everyone and they look great. Yeah. That would be better too. Yeah, we don't get that. I just need to say that I swear to God, a miracle has been performed. <laughs> I believe in miracles now. This is what did it for you. If, if I am expected to believe that that same group of girls that did that first dance <laughs> is the group of girls that performed this dance, a miracle has happened. We have witnessed a miracle. Perform because because whatever I saw in that stage had some coordination and people moved on beat and and did the same gestures. And what I saw in the first competition was like newborn children falling to music. <laughs> the best way to watch newborns fall. It's with a killer background. I mean, my song was Can't Touch Us by MC Hammer, but I, you know, could be anything. Oh, no, no. I'm not joking. That was my favorite favorite song. Nice. As a kid? Yeah. Uh, Nice. I used to stand up in my crib. I used to grab the side, stand up, and shake my ass to Can't Touch This. Would that happen now if I played Can't Touch This? I would stand up in a crib and shake my ass if you played Can't Touch This. Do you have a crib readily available? I'm ready. Get me a crib and play Can't Touch This, and we'll see what happens. Don't to me with the good time. (laughs) (laughs) So they go out and perform. They take third place. At this competition. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. And they arrive back at the school with Chewie and the boys. Also, to Max's point of nothing ever goes wrong, I don't want injuries to happen, but somebody should have been in a car wreck. There's no way that 14-year-old girls should get rewarded for getting into cars with 16-year-old boys they don't know. Not only do they get third place, Daisy gets scouted. Yeah, She gets scouted for the performing arts high school at this competition. So now the argument is if we had not gone, (laughs) not only is there no consequence for them breaking the rules, breaking trust, going against the wishes of the coach, not only is there no consequence, they are only rewarded. They literally got a trophy. They are rewarded physically. And then it's like, well, if I don't go, maybe she doesn't scout me. Maybe I can't go to this performing arts high school. There are no like consequences anywhere until parents show up and they're like, where you been? How crazy is it that she's like, hey, I saw you do 60 seconds of dance. Do you want to come to our fancy performing arts school? <laughs> like, she doesn't know anything about Daisy. Daisy could no. have a 50 grade point. At, like, her, she could be failing every one of her classes. She could be a meth dealer. She mm-hmm. could be a horrible person. Like, she doesn't know anything about her. She's like, but I saw you dance, like, okay for 60 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Please come to my dance school. Not only do these students not face any real consequences, the person who is most at risk based upon how the events play out is Miss Bartlett. Yeah. 
which is even more bananas because the parents are the only people who have the issue. And again, this is where the timeline of this film goes all wonky because you think that the Alyssa's parents are going to go and tell the principal that this has occurred and that, that, so that he may mete out punishment. Daisy loops and Miss Bartlett. They have a bonding moment. And this is where this, this is, is where, where we, we find out who time. died. Yeah, we get this yeah, we is, get this is where the big reveal happens. Molly, tell us who was it that died to that meteor? Who them. was it that was in that stadium? Who was it that got injured or thrust from a window? Who was it that died of can like why is she so damaged? The only person that's died is a little piece of my soul <laughs> when I wow. found out the truth behind Coach Bartlett's tragic backstory. Uh-huh. The story is she was a really good dancer. Yeah. So good in fact that she got into Juilliard. Yeah, the the, the best. Yeah, the best. She was the best. And she went to Juilliard and she saw everyone else that was also really good at dancing and she thought I can't do this. It turns out the real villain is imposter syndrome. A hundred percent. Correct. Relatable, but I'm still fucking pissed. Yeah. It's not good enough. Not good enough for this. No, it's... Yeah. Because then she's like, I can't do this. So she runs away from Juilliard because she feels as though she does not deserve her spot or that she is not as good as the other students. And instead of getting over that, being motivated to go back, having a conversation with a wise mentor about going to therapy. Yeah. We Mm. love therapy. I have a wreck coach Bartlett. She's great. She says, I can't do it. So I'm going to work for a website, a dot com business. God, I love, I love the prevalence of the internet in these movies. Every movie is about the internet. All of them in some way is about the mm-hmm. internet. Well, the dot-com bubble burst, remember? We uh, got to address it in a decom. I know. It's so good, though. Every film has to talk about the internet. And she says, that went under. So now here I am. I didn't go to Juilliard. My website that I wasn't qualified to work for went under. So I saw an ad in the paper to be a teacher. And I thought, all right. And not only did she see an ad in the paper to become a teacher, she's going to teach biology. (laughs) She knows. She knows about the cell wall. Which I can understand her becoming a teacher, but like, shouldn't she have become an art teacher (laughs) or a business teacher or a computer teacher? (sighs) Molly, she remembers that the mitochondria was the powerhouse of the cell. That's the most important thing that we get. That's the most important thing to know. And um, that's a tragic backstory. I, I, I think that it's just like, to your point, it's so relatable of... The the dangers and toxicity of comparing ourselves to others and seeing other people be successful and how that can affect our own dreams and wants. That's so relatable. The problem is the way it is represented ahead of time is so over the top that it feels like something truly 
devastating and horrific has happened to her that has like removed her ability to dance at all. And while imposter syndrome is nothing to turn your nose up at, it is not, it doesn't warrant in a movie, the reaction that we see her give breaking down crying from simply dancing to a song. Like it's just, it just doesn't match. <laughs> they should have given it the old decom twist where her pick a parent died dancing. Mm-hmm. A classic decom move. A classic. classic. I think I mean, it just would have been movie. so simple to say, I, I went to Juilliard. I got in. I worked my whole life to go to Juilliard. And in my second week, I got injured. And this thing that I had worked for my entire life that I had grinded for and worked towards, I finally got to the place that I wanted to be. And then it was all taken away from me. And I had to like not have that dream anymore. And it's too painful for me to think about it because I didn't get to have the thing that I wanted. And it still connects for her to encourage Daisy to get to live her dream and not miss out on the thing that, but it's just not, it just doesn't match the reaction. Just wildly off in terms of tone. But that is the, uh, that's the reason for, for Miss Bartlett's dramatic past with dance. And this satisfies Daisy. Uh, it feels legitimate. And so Daisy asked for Miss Bartlett's assistance to try to sort of soften the blow of their disobeying her every rule. And she agrees, you know, like a, like a strong leader of troops, like yeah. the principal Astrid would do, and goes and talks to the parents, makes sure that uh, everything's taken care of, that they're not going to they being the dance team, not going to face any consequences, getting off scot-free, and now we get a montage. This is where we get a montage of teaching, the biology class, Miss Bartlett becoming a cool teacher, and her teaching the dancing team how to do a little bit more and and variety, get engaged and and improve. Uh, The second miracle that is worked in this film, uh, exactly. And it's at this point where I literally paused the film, was like, how much time do we have left in this movie? It's an 86 minute movie. We, we surely have to be like maybe at the halfway point. You know, There's like 15 minutes left. There's like 20 fucking minutes left. Yeah. You the have to this, have a montage. The end here. of this film is so like just packed in. It's crazy. Did we already miss, did we mention the Esmeralda family drama that's unnecessary? Oh, that, that sort of 30 second beat where she goes home, hasn't cooked dinner, hasn't done something for her brother, hasn't helped out with the chores, hasn't cleaned rooms in a week, and then they just leave it there. Yeah, she gets home and she's like, her parents yell at her and they're like, why haven't you helped around the house? Maybe you shouldn't be on the dance team because it's taking too much of your time. And she's like, I just want to do something for me. And you're like, where the fuck did this plot point come out? The fact that the that Alyssa's parents are the ones that need to be talked to, that Esmeralda is having this thing with her family. We don't see anything from America Ferreira. We don't, like, there's just... Too many people were trying to establish and too many, like Alyssa should not be a character in this movie. Like they, they should just have two people. Like, so we get back to school. We have our montage and after our montage, Daisy and Miss Bartlett have a heart to heart over the potential nomination and scholarship for the dancing high school. And now we have a new conflict that enters the scene. 
where Daisy is taking advice from Chewie, her boyfriend. That's a relationship that we had made some assumptions about, but is now overtly being stated. And you might ask yourself, are they going to be affectionate in this movie at all? The answer is no. So Chewie doesn't want Daisy to dance at all because Chewie has an idea of what their relationship should be and their life should be. Miss Bartlett is like, no, 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 Daisy, you got to do things for you. You need to think about your own future and don't give up on it like I did. Wild. And this comes to a head when the dance team qualifies for regionals. Yeah. We don't see them do this competition. We just see them get back. They've gotten second place. They are now qualified for regionals. We get to go to the big competition. And then Chewie is upset. He thought the season was over, that he would get his girlfriend back. And he said, we're not done with this yet. And she's like, well, if we had, if we had failed, we would be done. But we won. And he's like, F this shit. I'm outie and breaks I'm up out. with Daisy. And she's so, it's, again, this movie, it acts like it's super dramatic, but what she's, it's not actually, because she's like, Miss Bartlett told me that she didn't do it, and I'm gonna do it. And it's like so melodramatic, and also it's just ridiculous, because when you again think back to why this is all occurring, you're like, this is, it's... <laughs> <laughs> It's yes. What is it? I can't even like describe how angry I am that a meteor <laughs> didn't kill all of her friends and family. <laughs> like I'm so upset by the by the tragic backstory not paying off because now when Daisy's yelling at her boyfriend, it's so ridiculous because she's yeah. like, she didn't do it, and I want to see if I can, and it's like she didn't do it. By choice. By choice. Like, it's like, uh, it would have been so much better if she didn't do it because her friends and family got hit by a meteor. (laughs) You and this meteor. I really wish that was it. I really wish. I really wish that she would just say it and never address it. Just just deliver it and be like, I was doing a show. I had just gotten to Juilliard. It was my first recital. My whole and so to celebrate, came. my whole family came because they were so proud of me being at Juilliard. And it was at Lincoln Center. And oh, I was damn. on the subway and my subway got stopped. And while it was stopped, a meteor hit Lincoln Center <laughs> and all my family died. And then they just never acknowledged that that's a crazy thing to say. They except, just, they just except let it go. For, I'm going to yes and you, except for... She's a science teacher. They get to the space unit. <laughs> <laughs> she has another emotional breakdown. One Bobby single did. tear rolls down her cheek. <laughs> I, I, I want that in her classroom, there's a picture of Bruce Willis with an X across his face. <laughs> Uh, you failed. Like she has students come in and present a, about something in space, and somebody comes up to talk about the, the failed attempt from oh, Harry Stamper to stop the meteor, like a documentary style. And she just one tear. And she runs an out of the angel. classroom. I don't want to close they, my they eyes. Her, the, the dance team finds her rocking back and forth in a corner, just going. <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep. Oh my God. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> this is a better movie. <laughs> I I I will 100% agree that any decom that casually mentions an asteroid hitting Earth and then just breezes on by is a better movie. Uh, that would improve any film. I'm just gonna say it. Uh. Instead, in this time. We have, uh, as mentioned, about 18 minutes left in this movie, so naturally we want to wrap things up, but that is not how this movie approaches it. We have to rapid-fire introduce two new conflicts. Yeah. First is, sort of as we said earlier, there is no money. The principal cannot support the trip to regionals because of the, it's going out it's of the district. It's actually three conflicts. Correct. Go ahead. So they don't have cash money to do so. So they are going to host a car wash block party to raise the funds for uh-huh. this experience. And they and they are able to because Chewie in the quickest off-screen wait, therapy. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we yeah. got to we got to establish an, the other two conflicts because oh. they happen before the car wash, <laughs> oh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. that uh, one of them though is directly tied. This is why I'm jumping in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the second one is that we also need a brand new character Alex. at the end of this movie and uh Miss Bartlett has a visitor uh, for a soccer named Alex who comes and uh, essentially offers her a job. Uh, s- go ahead, Molly. No, please. I'd like, no, to no. You know what? Go ahead because I've been waiting on you to go from any person in this film <laughs> the whole fucking time. And when you kept not doing it, I was like, there's only one character introduction in the last 10 minutes of this movie. And I know who you're going to connect to the fucking meteor that hit the Lincoln center. <laughs> Is it not Alex? No, I don't care about Alex. The only thing I care about Alex is I just want to point out this is not Susan Egan's first time dealing with a shady man. <laughs> oh my God. You've been sitting on that for 79 minutes? Because as Max has pointed out, Susan Egan is the voice of Meg from Hercules. The love she of my life. Deal- she has to deal with Hades. Lord of the Dead. Who Bye-bye. is a better character than Alex, I will obviously admit. True. Yeah. Uh, but of course, she didn't voice Meg in just the movie. She voiced Meg in a lot of other things, yep. including the video game Kingdom Hearts 3, mm-hmm. which I Correct. assume at least one of you or both of you have played. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we love Kingdom Hearts. That's the royal we have never played it. But we love Kingdom Hearts because it's like a smorgasbord of all your favorite Disney characters. Sure. Villains, heroes, yeah, everybody's there. And, and uh, your Square Enix characters, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And in Kingdom Hearts 3, we also get an appearance by Mother Gothel mm. from Tangled, mm. who is voiced by Donna Murphy, who also voiced her in the film Tangled. Now, I know Donna Murphy because she plays former prima ballerina Juliet in the actual good dance movie, Center Stage. The star of Center Stage, Jodie Sawyer, is played by Amanda Schull, who, still acting to this day, because she recently had a recurring role as Special Agent Rose on 911 Lone Star. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, mm-hmm. great show. Yeah. Very realistic. Yeah, for sure. Very believable. And a great performance on that show as Meredith Blake is one Liv Tyler. Oh. She's a she's a medic. Mm-hmm. And she's great. She eventually leaves. It has something to do with A meteor? No. 
But speaking of meteors, <laughs> in this case, we're going to, of course, mention that she is Grace Stamper, Bruce Willis's daughter in the hit film Armageddon. Yeah. Now, what would a hit film be without the cast and crew? And I want to talk about the crew here because there's a uh -huh. lot of important roles in the crew. But one of the most important, the prop master gang boss. Uh-huh. I didn't know what that is. But I Googled it. It's basically the head contractor on a set. So they're mm. in charge of oh. building things. Good enough. Mm -hmm. And the prop master gang boss here, Chris Fix. Amazing work on Armageddon. But he's done some other films that I think you guys would be a little excited about. Specifically, the seventh film in a certain franchise, The Farewell to Paul Walker. Ooh. Ooh the family. Yes. The family. Chris Fix was the prop master gang boss on Furious 7. And if you mm. all need a little reminder, not you all, because I know yeah, you guys no, get it. Obviously not the us. The listeners. This is the one, Max, correct me if I'm wrong, where Vin and Paul Walker jump the car through multiple skyscrapers. That's correct. Yeah, this is correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Vin Diesel just picks up a car for like 20 minutes. True. That also no, happens. No problem. Well, he's a superhero, Molly. I think this is also the one where they're like where the big van's careening off the cliff and Paul Walker just runs up it as it's going down. Uh, and I believe that's true. Yep. And then jumps into the car with Michelle Rodriguez, which how did she know to come get him? Well, they're, the cars talk. They're telepathic now. <laughs> yeah. This is also the one where they jump out of helicopters with cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah parachute the cars. It's a real good one. Anyway. It's a good one. <laughs> thank you to Chris Fix. But now, Max, I must ask you, who's our main villain? In Furious 7. In Furious 7, Jason Statham. Jason mm -hmm. Statham. Deckard Shaw. Yeah. Deckard a recurring Shaw. role. Brother I of Owen Shaw, of course. He's avenging his brother, of course. Indeed. Now, I, I love Jason Statham, not only in the Furious films, but also as Jonas Taylor in The Meg. Mm. Mm -hmm. Basically the same role, but with sharks instead of cars. Shark. Meg 2 coming out soon. Very jazzed. But a great character in The Meg, the original one, is Morris played by Rain Wilson. Mm -hmm. He's like a rich guy, eventually gets eaten by the sharks. Hilarious. But of course, Rain Wilson is mostly known for playing Dwight Schrute on The Office. Sure. Where Rashida Jones had a recurring role as Karen Flabelli. She dates Jim. It's a whole thing. I love Rashida Jones. I think she's amazing. Of course, I love her most as Ann Perkins, Leslie Nope's best friend. Pawnee's hottest nurse on Parks and Recreation. Parks and Recreation, one of my favorite things about it are all the all the Pawnee citizens that come back time and time again. I don't know about you, Alan. One of my favorites that comes back is Brett from Animal Control. We love Brett from Animal Control. He's always very high. He's very much not sober any of the time and he's, he's on screen. And he's very bad at his job. And he tries to make a whistle out of a dead bird like the Flintstones. <laughs> It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Why don't the bird whistle? It's hilarious. He is played by Cotton Dunn, who more recently played Garrett uh, in Superstore, which is a very funny sitcom. If you're a Parks and Rec fan, check out Superstore. I feel like it's underrated. The lead role in Superstar is Amy, played by America Ferreira, who in this film plays Yolanda and basically is unnecessary, but she's very important <laughs> in Superstore. Yeah. <laughs> and she does a great job. 
So she's got a title credit in this film and is not in it a lot. So that's she is true. Not. She is not. But uh, there you go. From from Meg from Hercules to Amy from Superstore. You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop because she won't. Man, you really juked me with the Alex thing. I, yeah. I was so sure that you were waiting on Alex to to jump in because this whole movie we hadn't gotten. Susan Egan's been in this film the whole time, and yeah. you haven't showed up in her you haven't taken the bait. Good but segue. Yeah, well, mm. I'm glad you got one. Um, Alex comes and offers Miss Bartlett a job, essentially saying, "Take the interview." Yeah, good advice for anybody, even if you're not looking, take the interview. Agreed. And um, and then we find out all all at once. Number one, Talon's point, we need money. Number two, Marisol overhears Miss Bartlett taking the interview because apparently she does that in on the grounds of the school in earshot of everyone at her employ. She yeah. just lets people find out that she's interviewing for another job, I just guess. weird. Good advice to take the interview. Bad advice to do it on your current job property where anyone yeah, can hear you do really? it. Right, yeah, maybe not yeah. the move. And then number three, we find out that America Ferreira is bad at math. <laughs> and she <laughs> and, and she has a, an F, and that if she has an F, she will be kicked off the team even though they're going to regionals. And mm. so all of this comes to a head as the team has broken their trust with Miss Bartlett. She's going to take the job and leave them. And America Ferreira is bad at math. <laughs> the same thing as the other stuff, for sure. I'd like to make this movie better again. In my script, we learned why Daisy's such an asshole. And it's because pick a parent left and abandoned her. Was well, ah. also a Juilliard when the meteor struck. <laughs> so now <laughs> the coach potentially leaving triggers her because of her mm. abandonment issues mm. that would solve why she's such an asshole. But we don't solve that. No, we don't get any backstory on Daisy at all. But Miss <sighs> Bartwick confirms they gave me a very generous offer. They wanted me to leave start on Monday. I, said, I turned no. them down. I'm said saying. no. I Which, said no. And they said, well, we're thankful to hear that. But America Ferreira is still bad at math. <laughs> and the coach has a great idea. Because once again, the principal is a barterer. And so she goes up to the principal and she goes, hey, I know this kid's in ninth grade. She's probably taking algebra two. She's clearly struggling. <laughs> I have an offer for you. We're going to just have her add some money up. And if she can count money, let's just call it even. What the actual fuck is this bartering session? It's it's just such a crazy. She goes, let's just call this a really big extra credit project. She's bad at math, right? So if she can count these dollars correctly, let's just say she's good at math. Yeah. Let's call it a call it a wash. <laughs> I, I'd like to read something I just I just googled algebra two, and uh, I got uh, 
like I, I believe this would be a review class to help your students. Oh yeah, Khan Academy. Mm-hmm. The Not Khan Academy. Algebra two review. Here are the units. Unit one, polynomial arithmetic. <laughs> Unit two. Many numbers adding. Complex numbers. Just want to get in there that we get logarithms, transformations of functions, equations, including the quadratic formula, trigonometry. These are the things in algebra two. Yeah. Now I accept she might have been in algebra one. I think that my uh, schooling, I was in the advanced math lane, and so I think that the normal ninth grade class was algebra one. But still, um, you know, sine, cosine, tangents, uh, the, the normal algebra kind of stuff. I also just did a bit of googling, Molly, while you were talking about the algebra curriculum, and I uh, googled. In what grade do you learn to count money? And the <laughs> and and the headlines I got are how to teach counting money in first and second grade. Or <laughs> five and six year olds are starting to develop the cognitive skills necessary to understand the value of money. Well, you know what? It's good that America Ferreira and her character Yolanda has the foundational concepts to count money because boy, is she gonna need to put those to use at this car wash backslash block party. Uh, By the way, Yolanda verbalizes the struggle she's having counting money while she's there, by the way. We don't, don't worry, we don't leave that plot thread unattended to. But this is where we are meeting to sort of make the $1,200 that needs to be made to send this dance team to regionals. And they get within $100. And they're, they're stressing about it. And who should reappear but Chewy, who has decided to go to therapy off screen and yeah. really deal with his own emotional turmoil. And in this moment, he and Daisy meet in front of a line of cars that he's taken from the mechanic shop where he works that he would normally have to wash with the other employees of the mechanic shop, presumably a paid service mm-hmm. at this mechanic shop, and instead has told his boss, no, fuck your income. I'm going to take this somewhere else and have mm-hmm. them do it and pay them for it. In fact, you're losing money, He's boss. outsourcing. Yeah, really quite thrifty. And says, hey, I'm going to get you there over the top. Here's $115. Bam. Now you're going to regionals. Oh, and also, I'm going back to school now. Yeah. By the way, listener, Chewy was a dropout. I don't know if we've talked about that yet. Chewy was a dropout from high school. They get to go to regionals, and they got fancy-ass new uniforms. How did they get new uniforms? I, They had 50 extra dollars, I think. I don't think that would cover 12 new uniforms. I don't think that they have time to get new uniforms made. I I agree. The timeline is all wonky here. I did did want to ask. I think we're going a little long here, but I did want to ask, what were your high school fundraisers? I I, I couldn't help but think about when mm. I see this block party in this car wash. Car washes often pop up in these types of films. Correct. I did Bring too. it on again. You mentioned another one that has a car wash in it. Certainly not just an excuse to sexualize the people in that movie. Um, but what were what when you were in school, what were the fundraisers you took part in? I did car washes two years i did some like baked good situations we did like a bake sale yeah bake sale we did um once we did like lawn care 
Did you use your pressure washer when you did that, Alan? No, strictly for my business, Max. I uh, oh, don't okay. mix business and pleasure. Sure. Um, so, you know, got to keep those accounts separated. That's right. Molly, did you do fundraising in high school? Well, at my school. <laughs> Why are you so hesitant to tell oh, me this? Oh, boy, I'm, I'm strapped in. <laughs> Why are you so hesitant to tell me about I your fundraising, I've never Molly? been more excited. It's so... <laughs> In line with what my school is like. Uh-huh. In a castle, this school. Uh-huh. Um, in junior year, uh huh. the juniors are responsible for, quote, paying for the prom. So in order to pay off our debts to the prom committee, or like to the prom budget, you have to work the auction that is attended to by... All the parents, not all the parents, whoever wants to buy an expensive table at the auction. A lot of people donate things to the auction, like parents of students would donate like trips to their lake houses and houses in the Hamptons. What the fuck? (laughs) And like you had like plastic surgeon dads that would donate like credit to their plastic surgery office oh you know i get it now God. molly i understand why you're hesitant to share this <laughs> i i and people I, would donate <laughs> moms that owned boutiques would donate like fancy stuff from their boutiques oh my uh-huh. god and it was hosted somewhere fancy because it was a it was a black tie event to go to the auction of course it was <laughs> and when i was a junior it was hosted at the georgia aquarium you uh-huh. shut up no way and we got to get there early because we were the ones like working it and we got a private tour of the aquarium and then the ballroom is this gigantic room that on one side is the whale sharks and on the other side is the beluga whales and we got to like hang out with the animals and all we had to do was like organize the stuff in the back and we had to raise at the auction i think like don't tell me the number like 20 (laughs) <laughs> don't don't you tell me like that number. Twenty grand or something to pay for the prom. Your prom is twenty thousand dollars. I what the f- neither. I, don't I think know that all of it went to the prom. I think some of it went to like other shit that they did at the school. But you had to raise like a lot of money. Um, I remember it being. <sighs> I think twenty grand is right. Um, we but, went. We had very different schooling and, experiences. And we, the juniors got like a chunk of however much was raised to pay for the prom. Uh-huh. Max, I feel like we'll be, we'll, we'll be more in alignment. What was your fundraising yeah. like? Anyway, you know, I made friends I, with the whale. Uh-huh. Again, Molly, I get it. Just, <laughs> I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Wow. Um, I sold fruit. Nice. I, People? I, in the band, we would sell fruit every year mm. where we would sell navel oranges and Ooh. tangelos and grapefruit. Nice. And Citrus oriented. Uh, uh, citrus uh, almost exclusively yes mm. and you would peddle the, fl- the fruit <laughs> to all of your friends and uh, neighbors and family and go door to door and then the fruit would get delivered to the band room and you would have to go and pick up all the fruit and deliver all the fruit so I did that every year for the band and then in scouts I worked a Christmas tree sale uh, where during the month uh between thanksgiving and christmas we would set up a big tree sale outside on the lake and then you would have to work shifts where you'd stand out in the cold and 
and sell people Christmas trees. So those were my main two fundraisers that similar. I did every year. Yeah, yeah Molly, it's very the similar. Same. Super, yep. uh-huh. the same. A big overlap. Yep. Wow. Yeah. At some point, people sold magazines at my school, mm. but I think that was for personal profit. <laughs> I remember that's just called a business. That's I remember not... getting the catalog of all the magazines you could sell, sell, and I remember people getting awards for being the best at selling. But I think they were just teaching everyone to be salespeople. Mm. I don't think it actually mattered for the school. Yeah, we did a we did a, a fundraiser like that when I was in elementary school. It wasn't magazines. It was like shitty tchotchkes you'd get mm. like a big catalog would be like snow globes and yeah. all kinds of random shit and whoever sold the most got like a trip to a, a an arcade or something like that like i remember that type of fundraiser i participated in that one year we sold i, I think another one of those in my elementary school year was <laughs> there was a candle catalog <laughs> but those were not what I remember specifically are the actual fundraising efforts from band and from scouts, which were right. selling fruit and working yeah. the tree sale. I, I remember the, the catalogs <laughs> that would go to the parents who had uh, the kids would take it to their parents who would take it to the office and the parents yeah. would make the sales. Of right. The kids would not actually do anything just, with those catalogs. I just remembered what happened if you sold a lot of that. What? <laughs> Dude, I tell. tell you because it's no, so oh, I gotta know. No, I gotta okay. know. You can't do if that. You, if you sold a lot of magazines, what did you get, Molly? The more you sold, the more times your name got entered into a raffle. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think you made personal profit too. I didn't really try that hard. Okay. And if you got picked out of the raffle on certain assembly days, you got to go into a. <laughs> little like thing on the stage like a little box uh-huh. where there was a bunch of cash floating around and you got to grab the cash uh-huh. like, like on a game show but just imagine your day starting in high school watching your friends just getting as much cash as they can and i never thought about how insane that is for high school students Molly, you and I, we grew up different. Uh, I know, and I'm really painting a picture. We really grew up very different. Schooling was like, and it really was like that. I'm not making that all up, but um, wow. And I don't know how to say what I want to say next. Oh, just say it. You've already come this far. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying. Like, but it's okay. But wow. I, but I was normal. Like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> like you my parents. Hey, hey, hey. My parents were not in Congress. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Neither ooh. one of my parents was in the medical field. Uh, like, wow. Ooh, I was a normal girl. Boy. Yeah, you were. But also, that's I understand. Funny. Exactly. Yeah how lucky i am but also oh, man that's funny wowzers a lot of people were very out of touch <laughs> yeah i can't imagine why so we get to the regional competition and honestly at this point i just wanted to wrap the movie and not give us any more conflict but this film can't do that so we have the pom-poms get lost for no fucking reason at all they just get lost happened. 
And then Daisy has a breakdown because now she has to dance in front of this person who can give her a scholarship and change her life. And Miss mm-hmm. Bartlett has a conversation with Daisy about that that you think is going to go well. And guess what? It doesn't because the, for the first four, eight counts of the routine, Daisy stands as if frozen. Mm-hmm. Like a statue in the center of everybody else dancing. Wait, but, mm-hmm. but for the pep talk, how weird is it that there was no background music? Mm. Yeah, it was it was awkward. That was weird. It was like Coach Bartlett being like, you dance for you and you do your best and blah, blah, blah. But like, there's no music behind them. It's just silent. Silent. Mm-hmm. And I had to appreciate ugh. that in this dance number, as Alan says, like Daisy doesn't move for the first bit, then she gets started. I just love that this whole movie is about this is a team and it's a team event. And then in the dance number, Daisy just has one single spotlight on just her and everyone else is in the dark. Like, like literally shadows across the other dancers. Daisy is spotlit and no one else. Isn't her entire thing to be a part of the team and not to be the center of attention? Let's just mess that up real quick here. It would have been better. If Daisy was like, I can't do it, and then gave the lead role to Esmeralda, who loves dance the most. Mm, That would have been better. You know what other edit I have? I mean, we're at the end. But I I thought this, I actually like wrote it down as a, I was like, oh, I'm going to predict something. Again, I didn't know this was based on a true story at this point. Um, When they first get there, Daisy introduces Miss Bartlett to the woman from the Performing Arts High School who is scouting Daisy and who was so happy she applied and who is watching and is part of Daisy's anxiety. And I thought to myself, at the end of this movie, that woman needs to not only offer Daisy a a spot at the high school, she needs to offer Miss Bartlett a job because then Miss Bartlett, one, follows Daisy and like we can see that development, but this is Miss Bartlett returning to the thing that she loves, not being a biology teacher, but she's going to come be a full-time dance teacher at a place where she's going to make more money because that was mm. the whole thing with the dot-com job was they paid more so she can go and like, this is Miss Bartlett getting to make the choice to bring dance back into her life as her career and she can be reunited with a thing she loved and go with Daisy and they can see this thing together. I was like, that's what's going to happen. She's going to get to work at the... Per- no, that didn't happen. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Would have been better, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fully. Mm-hmm. Fully. Yeah, they dance. We find the pom-poms. Crisis averted. We didn't even need to bring it up, really. They just misplaced them. Yep. And uh, we, we get a regional dance celebration. Chewy, that by my apologies, this is where Chewy comes back. He's like, I'm going back to school. And we end on a freeze frame with the team jumping up and cheering, fading a little bit, and white text over the top of it saying, This team placed second in the regionals, went on to nationals. Yeah. That's what tells us it's based on a true story. And that is how we end Gotta Kick It Up. How did they get second when Daisy fucked it up so bad? I, well, I can't second, believe probably. they got second if she didn't move for the first third of the song. So I got to know, how do you rate it? Molly, starting with you. Mm-mm, I started last time. All right, Max, starting with you. Mm-mm. I think Molly and I have just found power. <laughs> I think we've just discovered that we have power. Alan's always directing here. No, no, Alan, you go first. You Fine. do it. Fine. I give this movie... A three. Oh. 
And the reason it's a three and not lower is because there's such potential for this to be good. At its core, you have a lot of elements that if they were committed to could have made a really enjoyable movie, but it just didn't commit to anything. And the stuff that we did linger on was didn't, didn't help tell a compelling story. I didn't know who our main characters were supposed to be. They changed a number of times throughout the film, but there were far too many people to keep up with. It just was, it was tough to get through in some of the cringier places. So yeah, it's a three for me. I gave it a 3.9. I thought if they had rewritten all of it to match my (laughs) script, this would be a really good movie. If they had rewritten everything. (laughs) And I think part of my credit for this movie is going to my idea of the meteor because Mm. that entertained me. Um, but no, like Alan said, it has the potential to be great. I thought it had bad character development, but decent characters, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I love a sports film. Yeah. But overall, pretty bad. I'm going to be the highest rated here. I'm going to give it a 4.7. Okay. <laughs> I can't really explain why. I agree with everything you've said. Uh, <laughs> I, I also think it's not a good movie. I think that it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. But I, I, you know, as I watched it, I didn't dislike watching it. <laughs> it just wasn't very good. And so it didn't frustrate me in the way that other DCOMs have. It didn't affect my mood in the way other DCOMs have. It was just sort of meh. And so I'm giving it a 4.7. All right. Well, nice. I have to tell you, the IMDb reviews on this were pretty sparse in terms of like fun sort of sort of content type stuff. But here's here's one that I, I, I saw the title and it really just grabbed me. Worth seeing if you have nothing to do for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yep. Overall, this is a good movie. The That's dancing true. is good, and the no. girls playing the dancers do an excellent job. All disagree. So However, the plot has some problems. Agreed. It's all about a group of middle school girls who guilt their biology teacher into coaching their dance team. From that point on, they just show how selfish they can be. They disobey their coach, do what they want when they feel like it, threaten to quit, and verbally attack her when they think she may... When they think she may be more interested in her own welfare than their dancing. Good acting, bad message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that about sums it up. I know a lot of people are really excited about this one. And at time of recording, I haven't seen the response to the watch party yet. Mm. Um, or conversation in discord mm. that might happen about this movie prior to us coming out. But there were many people that were very excited about this movie being next. And, and I'm really sorry to those people <laughs> because it's, it's not very good. Mm-mm. Yeah. It, this one, I, I just had high hopes. I did. And, uh, they were not met. In fact, some might say they were shattered. But next up, we have a ring of endless light with the return of Ryan Merriman. And more importantly, the welcoming of Misha Barton. Oh, Mm. yes. I'm looking forward to that. 
It's going to be exciting. It's set I haven't in Australia. seen this one. Nor have I. I have not seen it. Better I, be a fucking shark this time. It is based on a book, uh, the second book the of a book. series of three. I don't think mm. I've seen the movie, though. Mm. No, I've not seen the movie, so no idea. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Zetus Lapidus. Please make sure you have liked, rated, reviewed, done all the things on all the platforms wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Make sure you are following us on social media at Mammoth Club or at Mammoth underscore club. And until next time, we will see you all later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Si se puede. I did si like se puede. Song. I liked the song at the end. <laughs>